Hello there and welcome to another episode of It's A Real Struggle Podcast. I'm your girl Jenny Boom and this month we celebrate Women History Month. Woo, 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 woo. This episode is going to be all about, you got it, women. The celebration and liberation of women for us to be our own individual selves and embracing life as if it wasn't for women this world would not be populated can i get an amen all right (laughs) if you enjoyed my last episode i did last episode on boundaries um be sure to check that out that's available on the anchor app um just search for it's a real struggle podcast don't forget to like and subscribe or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts i'm on that platform so just search for it's a real struggle podcast like subscribe share with your family and friends and hit me up let me know what you think about the episode on boundaries and anything that you think i should cover in the next upcoming episodes i am open for suggestions let me know and i'll be happy to put that in my agenda so let's get right into it um women history month i have no idea i should have looked up when Women History Month started. I'm actually gonna cheat right now <laughs> and find out when this originated. Um, I don't know when it, you know, originate. Let's see. It originated back in 1987, as of March 1987, according to the WomenHistoryMonth.gov. Um, between 1988 and 1994, Congress passed additional resolutions requesting and authorizing the president to proclaim March each year as Women's History Month. And as you all know, there are so many things going on in the world, and we continue to push for liberation and equal rights for all women to be able, as their male counterpart, live and choose the things they want to do with their lives rather than just make us a domestic individual. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because you could be domestic and also career woman. You can be all of those things, but women history month, we want to, um, take the moment to, um, pay respects, homage, and give honor to the women that have paved the way for women like myself today that can choose and live the life as she so see fit. Um, so yeah, just be sure that <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited about this month. It's actually been pretty cool and then also pretty interesting um, with a lot of things that have been going on. And I've also taken the time to check back on the history of women um, with women equal rights and just things that went on, especially during the 20th century. I feel like a lot of that we're still reliving today, Uh, specifically anything that happened in the 1970s. I feel like it has repeated itself in 2021. Um. So yeah, I just decided to take the time. And so today I will go into the things that women couldn't do before um, 1970s. um, Because that's usually, that was the liberation decade. A lot of stuff had pioneered during that decade. And that's actually one of my favorite decades of all time. Um, I think in my former life, call me crazy. But in my former life, I think I was in the 70s, a young adult in the 70s. Probably so. Who knows? I don't know. But... (laughs) Um, but yeah, so as we get into it, um, I want to take a moment just to celebrate being a woman. Um, it's a beautiful thing as you grow older, when you learn the vital purpose of a woman, um, and why she is here on this earth and what is her role with humanity. And 
from what I learned in history, of course, was the women were the gatherers. Um, the men went out and hunt back in the ancient days, and the women were the gatherers. They kept the community together. They made sure everyone was well taken care of. Um, you name it. But unfortunately, women never had the rights that we have now um, because most of it was controlled and decided by a man. Now, this is not an episode to bash the man. Um, it's more of an episode to understand as to why women are in the position they are today and why there's so much more change that's continuing to happen in many countries because, believe it or not, there are still countries out here that still limits rights with women um, of doing the basic things such as being able to make their own decisions, have a bank account, um, drive cars, you name it. Um, they're just starting to lift a lot of those rules and restriction. And surprisingly, most of that was restricted because of religion. Um, check out um, Islam and you'll learn a lot about what those countries that um, highly um, and concentrated in Islam especially specifically in the Middle East. And you'll learn that a lot of women's rights were limited and women had to rely on their husband to decide on what they want to do in their life. Um, but that is changing now. <laughs> and we want to celebrate that. Um, so for me as a woman, a black Afro-Latina woman, I've learned to love and embrace who I am, where I come from and what I've achieved. It has been a struggle, <laughs> real struggle for real. Um, but I value and appreciate and so grateful for the lessons that I've learned thus far. And I know in my latter years, there's plenty more to come. Um, I used to feel inadequate because I'm in my early thirties and it said that you're supposed to have a husband at by now, maybe a kid or two, just the whole societal, tradition norm I want to call it a tradition and it's like no why don't I decide why can't I decide when I want to get married and have a family why does it have to be like right after career jobs money boom 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 then family I mean I am going in that order but <laughs> why not allow the woman to decide when she wants to have a family when she wants to um, be married when she, however she wants to be married, it doesn't have to be based on tradition. Now, unfortunately, um, a thing called hypocrites, <laughs> aka men, yeah, I'm calling y'all out, um, will embrace a liberated woman, but doesn't want to settle down with a liberated woman. Most of them don't just because they have to still feel empowered in some way. And it goes back to that, um, toxic masculinity um and sexism of just like you're the woman so you're supposed to be two or three notches down below the man or some mess like that no please don't fall for that and if you happen to meet someone as a woman if you meet someone that believes in that and it doesn't fit with you that's okay to say uh, that's not gonna work for me and they're either gonna try to adapt and adjust with you if they like you or they're gonna go about their business it's either or so <laughs> I've learned, hey, the man will come along. There's no urgency on my end. All I know is that whoever I do end up with, um, they'll have to know I'm a very alpha female when it comes to my life, my career, my goals. But I don't mind being a feminine, beautiful woman that I can be when we're in a relationship. It's just don't expect that across the board. Don't expect me to shut everything in my life down just to appease you. 
I'm, I'm not doing it. I, I can't do it because it's, you can only trust people so far. I don't care if I'm in love with you or not. And I still have to look out for numero uno, which is myself. I, the woman. So <laughs> I hope you all women out there that are listening, that you take the time to celebrate yourself. Um, embrace who you are, where you come from, what your values are, and what you have achieved. And just know that there were women before us that paved the way for us to be able to choose what and how and when and where we live our lives. If you decide that you want to go and explore, you can do that. If you decide you want to get married and have a family, you can do that. You decide you want to open multiple businesses and be a business mogul, do that. You can. You have the right to do that. So embrace it. Love yourself. You are who you are. And shout out to all my women out there. I love you. I support you. I salute you. Hell, I be on Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook to say, yes, queen, cute, beautiful. You look good. Da, da, da. Like embracing another woman because at the end of the day, why we got to fight and bicker? We don't have to do that. Just let's love on each other. So with that said, let's get into the history of women in America. Um, and we'll dive right into the 70s. We're mostly ni- late 60s and early 1970s. Well, the whole decade is 1970s. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I want to um, talk about the whole transition from domestic housewife to a working, liberated woman. Um, this 1960s is not that far back. You're talking over 50 years ago. And a lot has changed, but there is still a lot of work to do. And unfortunately, there are some values that still have passed down on, passed on after generation, generation. But if you think about it, 1960s, that's when my parents were born. And my father is in his 50s and my mom would have been in her 50s if she was here today. Um, so that's not that long ago. So just imagine the the upbringing and the, and the traditions that pass on generation after generation of the ideal of how a woman should be, act, present, you know, et cetera. Um, but I went ahead and went online. I checked out historycollection.com and they had 40 basic rights women did not have until the 1970s. Um, I don't want to read all 40 of them, but I want to share a few of them that I thought were pretty eye-opening as to one I wonder what world would be like now if this still if there were no rights for these like basically these laws still existed and two like how did women get by (laughs) at that time you know I guess the culture was just more like your man focus on your man and love and blah 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 but it's like come on not every man is perfect. Not every relationship is perfect. Even if you get married, doesn't mean it's going to be a happily married couple. Like things are going to happen. So I'm just going to go down the ones and, you know, <laughs> I mean, hit me up. Let me know what you think about them because they had me set beside myself. Because it's funny because a lot of those things um, would affect me and where I am in my life and my career today if I did not have these rights instilled for me to be able to live the life I want to and decide what I want to do with what goes on with Jennifer, you know. So anyway, um, so these are the rights I highlighted. Um, the first one, credit cards were not for women. And I got about three credit cards, y'all. Imagine if I had to like go through, I think you had to go through like your husband to get the credit card and kind of be an authorized signer. 
good luck for finding a man with good credit nowadays. I mean, it's very rare, but okay. Um, women couldn't legally get an abortion for any reason. And I believe women had to find, had to get permission either from their family or if she was young or from their husband. Um, so if you were messing around and you weren't married and you decided to get pregnant or you end up pregnant, not decided you end up getting pregnant and you want to have an abortion. It was pretty difficult. And I've also done some research back in the day, watch a couple documentaries on things that women went through, um, you know, with back in like the early 20th century, like early 1900s where they would go get illegal abortions and try to find legal ways to get rid of children because they didn't want to have any children. They were have they got pregnant out of wedlock, et cetera. Um, and it's pretty mind bottling. So luckily now women have the right to do that. Um, women couldn't get fired. Could it, could women could get fired for becoming pregnant. So imagine you're working this great job. Money's looking right. Everything is going well and you become pregnant. Guess what will happen before the 1970s? They will send your butt home and say, oh, you have to be a housewife now. You can't work anymore. You're going to have to raise your children. So all that you work so hard for and strive for, you get pregnant, a job wants to fire you. Like, that's not fair. Luckily, they can't do that. <laughs> um, they, couldn't, they wouldn't be acknowledged for running in the Boston Marathon. And I'll tell you this. Living in Boston is definitely a run co- running culture there. And the last time that I've paid attention to the Boston Marathon, um, there were a lot of women running in the marathon. And just imagine back in the day before the 1970s where you were not recognized as a woman running in the Boston Marathon. You probably was one of the best runners. That sucks. Okay. Cause back then they didn't think women could be athletes. That was the thing. They, they sought women as more domestic. So it was like set, like this is supposed to be your norm, conform you to that. And that sucks. Um, what else? Oh, okay. Women couldn't protect themselves from workplace sexual harassment, which now we have, you can have settlement lawsuits, things like that. Now the Me Too movement's going on still. Um, It's probably not, it's not getting as much buzz, but it's still out there. And just think of back in the day, dealing with Doug, the manager, and he keeps trying to grope you and all that stuff. And you couldn't do anything like that. That is uncomfortable. And if you leave, you pretty much risk your livelihood. Um, yeah, so that sucks. And women didn't receive, um, paid maternity leave, which now I still feel like there's not enough time given for a woman on maternity leave. I think it should be a year of paid time off. So that way you have a whole year to get comfortable. I can get child acclimated. And then if you decide you want to go back to work, adjust it for the woman, if possible to allow her to work from home sometimes so that she can be able to attend to both, you know, cause there are some women out here that are great career women, business women, and also, um, mothers and wives, like give them that opportunity to be able to do that. It shouldn't be three months after they got to go back in, but again, stuff that we're still working on, <laughs> we'll get there hopefully one day. Um, women couldn't receive direct consult consultation about physical and mental health. Okay. So picture this it's 2021 and you go to the doctor and you're there with your husband and the doctor's talking to your husband about your health. <laughs> How would you feel knowing that you could not speak? The doctor would not speak to you directly. It was treating pretty much treating you like cattle or like you were a pet. Like I felt very offended about this because I'm very serious about my physical and mental health and anything that he could be sharing. he's not consulting with you. The doctor's not consulting with you, but consulting with your husband. 
I mean, I would feel away, but like, excuse me, I'm right here. You know, like, let me know what I need to do. Unfortunately, back in the day, that's what it was like. Until the 1970s, that changed. Women had more control on their physical and mental health. Um, so that's, thank goodness for the women back in the day fighting this law. Thank goodness. Um, next, a woman couldn't refuse sex from her husband. <sighs> You know, there's days where you probably don't want to be bothered or you and your husband may have gotten in a quarrel. Um, or even imagine if it was your boyfriend and then it's the law that you can't refuse sex from him, your husband or your boyfriend. Or I don't think it qualified for boyfriends, but most of this time back in the day, it was more for husbands. And, you know, to tell me I still have to sleep with you even if I don't want to. I would feel very uncomfortable. That is literally considered rape, to be honest. If your woman, your husband forces sex on you and you didn't want it, that's considered rape. Um, but it actually did become a law later on in the, in the mid-70s where it, it was considered rape um, if your husband tried to force sex on you and you said no. So I know it's awkward because you're like married. Why would that be the case or whatever? But as a woman, for someone that's been in relationships and situationships, if I didn't, or even just dating and we may have cuddled or whatever and if a guy tells me or, or he's trying to like grope me in any way and makes me feel uncomfortable I'm gonna be quick to say no that I feel uncomfortable I don't want to do that and if he's still push and shove and trying to get in then now you're sexually assaulting me which could lead to rape you know what I'm saying so that becomes it's a, a crime misdemeanor whatever you want to call it um women couldn't serve as a judge that sucks. Well, now we got a lot of women judged. Shout out to them. Thank goodness for the 70s. Um, women couldn't receive the morning after pill. So the morning after pill, I think, came out in the 40s. No, sorry. Should have checked my research on this. Um, <laughs> oh, for someone that went to college, right? Um, but, yeah, they, I think it came out like in the 50s or 60s or something like that. That it, The morning after pill has been out for a while. But it was difficult for women to get it. And again, think about that time around the 40s and 50s and the, between the 40s and the 60s where you pretty much still had to get your husband's approval for a lot of things. And if he didn't want you to get the morning after pill because he wants you to bear his child, good luck with that. So you're either going to have to find a black market to get that or someone else that you know can get it, whatever. It's it's a lot. Um, women struggled to get the birth control pill. Um Luckily, in the 70s, that changed. There was a law that put into effect uh, for women to be able to purchase birth control pills on their own without approval from their parents or their husband. Um, women couldn't serve on a jury. I mean, how awkward is that as a whole male jury? And at the time, it was mostly white male, maybe a black two or two here and there, but mostly male. So now it's good that all folks can serve on a jury. Um when girlfriends couldn't legally live with their boyfriends um and you know what not for nothing if that's a choice that you decide to have with your partner by all means do it but you know I mean I'm not a fan of it because I've experienced it and it could work out sometimes and well it, it just depends on the person and the situation but think about back in the day you probably really liked this guy you're dating this guy you're a young adult Y'all don't want to get married yet, but you just want to get comfortable with each other. So you decide to move in and it's economically smart to do. You're both in college, whatever. And you can't do it. It's against the law. You'll get in trouble. Now you don't have to worry about it. You can do what you want. Yay. Um, women couldn't purchase athletic shoes. Like, come on, really? 
You know what y'all love me some Nikes and some and Adidas and Reeboks and Pumas. <laughs> like why? Why can't we purchase athletic shoes back in the day? But again, women weren't sought as to be athletes. Even in the seventies, it was past that women can play sports in colleges. Um, in high school and colleges, they finally got to play sports, and there were women's teams that formed. So. Now, it was like, well, look, they could purchase athletic shoes, you know, let them. Um, women couldn't obtain a degree in women's studies, which I thought was pretty backwards because only it would be great if a woman studied women's studies and was able to share that and teach other women and men about women's studies. Why was that a limitation? That changed in the 70s, though. Um, women weren't able to get any jobs. So if there were certain jobs that may have been fit for a man, such as construction, um, factory, machinery, chemistry, I know medical and law in the 70s, more women were able to um, practice in medical and law. Like it was a lot of limitations and it was based on because of that ideology that women are domestic and they should not be doing things with a, that a man does. That has changed now. You get any job you want as long as you got the credentials. Um, women couldn't get a divorce over domestic violence, which back in the day, it wasn't necessarily frowned upon if there was domestic violence. I mean, I guess it only it only became a, an issue if it was like life, fatal or life threatening. Um, but thank goodness now you can. Turns out that he's no good. Divorce, putting hands on you. Divorce. Um, women couldn't be part of all Olympic games. Again, women could not be athletes back in the day. So that kind of goes with what I shared earlier with the shoes and certain sports. Um, Women couldn't own a bank. They couldn't open a bank account. So that goes with the credit cards. Like, seriously? So I would pretty much have to just have cash on hand or have a husband to be able to have a joint bank account and not one in my name. So if things go sour, he could just take it and run. Or I could take it and run. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. That sucks. Um, women couldn't discuss sex openly, which I still feel like today is kind of taboo. Um, both men and women kind of look at you a little crazy. Not if you're in a group of your girlfriends and you're talking about it after carrying on. It's not necessarily said in public. Like I even find myself kind of, you know, girl, you know, dun, 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 like, you know, he did this. I couldn't believe it. So it's. I guess it's just the mindset of like still trying to seem courteous and polite and don't want to like talk about your personal sex openly like that. But um, now if you're like in a group with colleagues or friends or what have you and it happens to be both male, female um, or non-binary, like you literally be like, oh, you could just talk about whatever and everyone openly discuss. Now it could be the folks on the outside looking at y'all crazy if they can hear y'all conversation. But if they can't, then, you know, it's more widely accepted now. But there's still moments where you're kind of like, girl, I'm talking about Like, even if I go out hiking with a friend, I don't want to talk too much about sex. I'll, like, kind of use cold words so she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, and even with guys, like, if I'm talking with a guy, I do my best to refrain from talking about sex unless I'm actually dating the person and just kind of like, it's still a polite thing for me. That's all just me. Cause it's taught 
by my elders and my um, parents, like, to not talk about that openly, you know. But now it's accepted. So, women, do your thing if you want. You know, just know others are listening. People are nosy, y'all. Anyway, I got two more. Women could not adopt a baby as if they were single. They had to be in a marriage. They had to be married. Which I feel like with all the children that is in foster care, and if there was there were a good amount of women that wanted to adopt and they would do that in foster care, this would kind of help the foster care crisis. Um, and I'm pretty sure back in the day it was much worse. So, you know, they're like, oh, I gotta be married. But the, I mean, I'm, it makes me wonder if the guy would be like, oh, why do I want to adopt a child? We can just have one. But what if you can't have one? You know, so yeah. And the last. Women could not be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Well, I love to say it that that has changed. We have a black female CEO um, of Walgreens. And also there was a white woman that was also a CEO of Yahoo. I think she still is. And a few other companies have women CEOs. And it's freaking awesome. The company I work for has a woman as a CEO. So it's pretty dope. <laughs> That there's no limitation anymore and it's not a man role. No. Anyone can take that role. So that goes back to the women weren't able to get any job and being a CEO is one of them. Okay. So those are a few things that I learned about that were rights that were not granted until the 1970s. And let me tell you something. This is just a great month to celebrate Women's History Month. I mean, what more could you ask for? It's month of March, month of spring, of, you know, refresh, fertility, bloom, etc. Um, and I'm super excited about this month. I mean, so far, 2021 has been going pretty fast. We're already in March. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully you guys will, like, just take a moment. Check out historycollection.com and just search for 40 things that women could not do before the 1970s. Oh, 40 basic rights women did not have until the 1970s. I will save the link in the description of this podcast episode so you can check it out. Um, and yeah, there was some research digging on women's history, especially during between the 19, um, early 1900s up until ni- 1990 or 2000, if you want. Um, you will learn a lot of things that have changed and it's not that long ago. So, yeah, good lesson history. Um, history lessons, sorry. My words, I'm just backwards today. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but lastly, I want to give a shout out to women who inspire me um, and give a moment to shout them out and show them love. Of course, these will be women that we all know and love. Um, we'll start off with Michelle Obama. I read her book. I actually finished her book back in 2020. Um, I was It was given to me as a gift for graduation. And it's a really good book. I actually cried reading most of the book because when she shared her, when Michelle shared her childhood, I learned a lot, a lot of experiences she has, I was able to relate with, um, relate to because even though we lived in the, ghetto or what have you like we still had that family unit and I was able to relate to that and just knowing that her journey getting into college um both her brother her brother her and her brother went to Princeton and um she got her law degree she met Barack in Chicago working at a law firm she was his mentor um and just her journey as 
on the road of being the senator's wife and then being first lady of the president of the United States and, you know, her still valuing her family, her loved ones, her daughters and her husband, like their relationship is just, ugh inspirational like I look forward to that <laughs> if you read in the book you'll see how inseparable they are um and I just love hearing about black love that works and that is real and it, and it wasn't perfect of course like the sacrifices she had to make with her husband being in politics and not being home as much as she wanted him to and just you know just the things she had to go through being a, a successful black woman and a wife and a mother you know and with her parents or a close relationship with her parents up until her father passing, still good relationship with her brother. Like, read the book. I, I could go on and on. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle Obama. Second one is Miss Oprah Winfrey. Listen here, I'm going to tell y'all something. I know some of y'all going to be like, oh, her, everybody say it's her. No, listen, this woman has her own television network. I don't care what anybody say. And she just recently interviewed Prince Harry and, um, sorry, Dutch, Dutch Harry. <laughs> And Duchess Meghan Markle, okay? That was a really good interview. A lot was said. And I just, I'm shout out to her for just asking the right questions and just being completely like neutral on everything. But at the same time, it was shocking what she heard, like what Meghan Markle shared and all that. But great interview and protect them too, please. But thank you, Oprah Winfrey, because you look at her life journey and how she's gotten to where she is today. You know, and knowing that you don't have to be a wife and and bear children if you don't want to, like she chose not to, you know, and she's had a really long loving relationship with Stedman for, I think, over 20 years now. You don't hear much about it, but hey, I respect that. Keep your personal life outside of the media. So shout out to her. Next, we have Miss Beyonce. Now, Beyonce had just tied, I think it's with Michael Jackson. Um, on the most Grammy Awards won. And uh, on Grammy night, if you've watched it, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, she looked beautiful. And I just love when she comes, she she comes to slay, honey. She don't play with y'all, okay? Um, but for her to be a entertainer and pretty much right where Michael Jackson was and pretty much going to be surpassing that. Um, rest in peace, Michael Jackson. But I just love Beyonce. Like, yes, she may not have everything else, but just showing her as an entertainer, as a wife, as a mother, like just seeing her journey from Destiny's Child up into now being in the world-renowned entertainer. And, you know, and I, I look forward to her winning more and more Grammys and creating more music. Like when she comes out with an album, it comes out, we don't know nothing about it, it just drops. I be I immediately purchase. You know, I've always been a fan. I remember when I was little, I was always like, I want to be like Beyonce. Because I just loved her in Destiny Child. You know, I loved all the girls. But Destiny Child always got my eye. So, shout out to her. Next, we have Kamala Harris. Now, that is Madame Vice President Kamala Harris. Okay. Um, <laughs> I said Madame. Hold on, my French. It's actually, yeah, Madame. It's French. Okay. Um, she, her journey up into um, presidency is only one of the most powerful roles in the office. Um, they are dealing with a lot of stuff right now and things are not going to get better overnight. So please be patient with this administration. I had to tell myself the same thing. This is not a microwave kind of process. It's going to take time. 
But shout out to her because she received a lot of flack for what she used to do in um, the state of California when she was district attorney and then she became senator. And, you know, of course, they always quit to bring the dirt when you're running from the for the highest position in, in the world, which is the United States presidential office. But she is doing a wonderful job. So is Joe. Shout out to Joe Biden. Um, and they're doing everything they can to clean up and get things going so that we can get back to some kind of normalcy, which I feel like we will. It's just going to take some time. So clean up the mess. Shout out to Kamala Harris. Um, and lastly, Ms. T.S. Madison. If you do not know who T.S. Madison is, she is a transgender activist. Um, her journey is her story is very empowering and is very important for the LGBTQ community, especially for trans women, black trans women, to be specific. She has a show out called the T.S. Madison Experience. I recommend everyone check it out. It's on WeTV. And also go on her YouTube and check out her videos. She, um, you know, she's known for having, you know, funny videos. She was in the adult industry, but what I admire about her journey is that she took that money from something that people would deem as bad and wrong, such as porn, and she flipped that and made it into to work and to move into her next step in her life and her career, which is to hopefully one day to be the first transgender woman late night talk show host. I could see that happening for her. That would be freaking awesome. And to be honest with you, we need more diversity in late night television. I haven't seen a black man do late night television since Arsenio Hall. And then they rebooted Arsenio Hall, brought it back, and then canceled it again. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm pretty sure in the 90s, he was like breaking records with his late night show. So it would be great to have a transgender woman, black woman at that. And this will definitely bring a lot of inspiration and hope to the black trans women out there who are transitioning, have transitioned, they're trying to get through things in their life to know that you can go after your dreams and do whatever it is that you want to do. Me as an ally of the LGBTQ community, I just want to see success for all folks. And be honest with you, it's nobody's business of what you, who you identify as and who you lay down with. That's none of their freaking business. So don't allow this lame conformity of heterosexual lifestyle that this country has betted on everyone deter you from chasing your dreams and following your goals go for it do you shout out to uts madison i love you i thank you for sharing your story and more to come for you honey more to come all right we're gonna close out i think i said enough <laughs> um, I like to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of It's a Real Struggle podcast. Um, go ahead and hit me up. I'm available on Instagram. It's at Real Stro- It's a Real Struggle podcast. Um, I'm also available on Twitter at Real Struggle Pod. You can hit me up on Facebook. It's a Real Struggle podcast. Just search for it. So like and subscribe and follow the page. Um, and if you want to see any of my old videos, I did put a video up about protecting your peace. <laughs> and it's just an added addition to my life experiences. Um, check that out. It's on YouTube. It's called Jenny Boom Confessions. And it is Protect Your Peace. Simple as that. So check that out. It's available on YouTube. Just search for It's a Real Struggle Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your family and friends. And hit me up. Let me know what you think. How are you celebrating Women's History Month? Even if you're not a woman, if you're a man. How are you celebrating Women's History Month? Um and honoring the women that may be in your life or that you admire whether it's on television news 
paper, whatever, social media, you name it, um, music, um, let me know. Um, hit me up. You can email me at itsjennyboom at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-Jennyboom at gmail.com. And again, I thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Real Struggle Podcast. Take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Do what you need to do to get by. If you got your stimmy, baby, listen, try not to spend it all in one place, but congratulations. (laughs) Oh, my God. But anyway, thank you all again. And until next time, I'll see you all soon. Peace.